Thank you for tuning in to Hill Country Fellowship's audio podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. For more information, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. I'm going to open us in prayer first, and then I'm going to tell you a story about the creator who came as a baby that you know that we celebrate at Christmas. So it's the, the greatest story ever told. And, uh, but I want to start off by praying. And we're also, I felt like the Lord said he wanted, to, wanted us to pray for in faith those that we love. For those of us in this room, those that we love who are either struggling in their faith or struggling uh, because they have no faith that you love. And we're going to pray prayers of faith right now. My desire is by this time next year, they're either here worshiping the living God, their Savior, with you, or wherever they live, they're worshiping, and that can be part of your testimony of prayers of faith. So, So... Whoever that is, all of you know, someone in your life, they're struggling in their faith or they're just, they don't have any, and your heart is for them to know Jesus, because that's the point of life. We're going to pray that they come to know Jesus right now. So let's pray. Lord, I, I come before you, and, and we're so grateful for, for Christmas. What a, what a cool thing to do to celebrate Christmas together here and then take communion and remember what you did for us and why you came, uh, but but Lord, we're, we're here, and my hope is that everyone in this room uh, does know you, and if they don't know you, they come to know you before the end of the service. Uh, but for all of us in this room who love you and follow you, there are people in our lives who, that we love that, that don't. Either they're struggling in their faith, or they've walked away, or they just don't have it. And so we contend for and lift up those that we love right now before you, and God, would you save them? Jesus, you came down here and you were born in a horse trough or a, an animal trough in a, in a nasty-looking stable uh, to become one of us to save those that we're believing for salvation for right now. So would you save sons and daughters, uh, spouses and cousins and best friends and, and uh, neighbors and coworkers, whoever's on our heart right now, I pray that you would save them. And next year, on, on the, the Sunday before Christmas, they would either be worshiping with us in this room or at their local church where they, where they attend and call home. And, and so we're going to pray for them all year, but we're going to believe for you to do mighty things filled with faith. Uh, help us to continue to pray faith-filled prayers for their salvation. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, kiddos, I'm going to read you a story. I'm going to attempt to do it without uh, making any weird noises because I had surgery, and so every once in a while, a weird noise comes out of me uh, in pain. But that's okay. Uh, Such is life. Uh, I had my uh, bicep reattached this week, so it looked like Popeye. It looked really cool, but it was not. Um, So, yeah, so uh, it's going good now. I sleep, you know, every once in a while. Um, But, of course, we're here on Christmas morning. And, uh, and who are we celebrating this Christmas? Jesus. Jesus. That's the good answer. Pastor Mark always says, if you just don't know how to answer a, a church question, just say Jesus as loud as possible. Um, but, but think about it. I mean, we're, we're celebrating right now the most important moment in history when, when God, who was forever in heaven, 
left heaven and came to earth, but he didn't come to earth as a big, like, he didn't look like the rock. He didn't look like, uh, you know, like LeBron James. He came as a little baby, just like you were born, except he was born in probably worse circumstances than any of us were. He was born in a, in a place where the animals ate out of. They put hay in there, and they took probably the, the food and the slop out, and they made it as clean as possible. And he was born, and they put Jesus in what we call a manger, but it was a horse trough. And, and so we, we have this moment in history that we celebrate about 2,000 years ago where God throws open the door to our world and, and he drops in a baby that is his own son right there. And his name is? Jesus. Jesus. He's born in a, in a basic little village. His mom was, was a poor teenage mom. He was raised by a dad who was a carpenter. Um, Jesus never had a high-paying job. He never owned his own house. Uh, he, he wasn't one who hung out with popular people. Uh, he kind of went to those who were struggling in life or who were looked down upon, and he loved being with them. He didn't travel the world. He didn't rule a nation. He just loved people. He loved every person ever. And that love for you, Finley Ryan, changed the world. That love for every person ever has changed the world unlike anything in history. And he came just like you. You were needy, you were crying, you were messy, you couldn't take care of yourself, you needed parents to take care of you. He came into the world just like that, just to fit into your world and to, and to understand you. And so you could know that there's this Jesus that understands you and he gets you and he wants a deep friendship with you. He's not this God who sits way up in heaven on a throne and has nothing to do with you. He wants a friendship with you. How many of you have friends out there? How many of you have friends? All right. Some of you all, you need friends because uh, you didn't raise your hand. <laughs> Jesus wants to be your best friend. That's his desire. He stepped out of eternity into our world. He came down from always being in heaven to be born as a helpless baby just because you're worth it. Do you ever feel like sometimes you're not worth it? Like you get in trouble for, anybody get in trouble for things? Sometimes you're like, oh, I blew it. Jesus always loves you and you're always worth it to him. Even when you mess up, you're always worth it to him. And we're lost and without any real purpose without Jesus. So God took the initiative so that we could understand his love for us and see how much we need him and how much he wants us to need him. He invaded heaven to see us face to face. Any of y'all ever text anybody? Like you grab your parents' phones. I don't know if y'all have phones, but you probably grab them. You ever FaceTime anybody? You ever talk to somebody on the phone? I mean, that's good, right? It's nice to talk to them or to FaceTime them or something, but the best way to know a person is right there face to face. Like me and Hunter just talking face to face. That's the best way to know each other, right? So Jesus came down here to be face to face with all of us so that we could know him personally. The best way to get to know someone and know how much they love you and how much you can learn to love them is to be in relationship with him. So he came, John 3, verses 16 and 17 says this, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son, Jesus, 
into the world, not to judge it, but to save the world through him. You see, Jesus shows us God for who he really is. He searches for us. He left heaven to come find us. He saves us, even if it would cost him his life 33 years later. He is born just like you and I, and then 33 years later, he died on a cross to save us. And that shows us how much God loves us and that no one is ever left out. You were created so that God could love you. Did you know that? The, the reason God created you is because he wanted to save you and love you. Like he loves to pour his love into you. And no matter what you've done or how many times you messed up, any of you mess up this morning? No. Uh, no matter how well you perform or sometimes that you don't do things right. Everybody, anybody ever uh, do something wrong at school? Aren't you glad for like another week and a half you don't have to do anything wrong at school because you don't have school? Uh, no matter what mood you're in, Jesus' love for you never changes. There's a famous man named the Apostle Paul who wrote this about the love of God in Ephesians 3.19. Jesus' love is greater than anyone can ever know, but I pray that you will be able to know that love. Then you can be completely filled with God. You see, we can spend our lives trying to accomplish great things or to be popular like other people or hang out with the popular crowd or be the best at something. And we can just aim at trying to, trying to get and be and do. But Jesus says the best thing that can happen is that you know me. Just know me. And then everything else that may or may not really matter can fall into place. But if you'll just aim at Jesus instead of aiming at something that makes you like feel popular or stand out. Just aim at Jesus. And the most important thing, the most important reason you were created will happen because you were made to know Jesus. And one day, he's gonna bring heaven down to earth. Did you know that? The Bible tells us in Revelation 21 that there will be a day he makes a new earth and then he's gonna take heaven and he's gonna bring it down to earth and heaven is where he lives right now. So he's going to bring heaven, he's going to put it right in front of you. So those of us that know him, he's going to bring heaven to us. And then we're all going to exist together because his ultimate goal is that everyone ever that was created, everyone that's ever born comes to know him personally. And then he wants to have all of us live in this new earth with this new heaven as a part of it. We are loved right here, right now. You are dearly loved by God. And at the same time, he tells you, hey, because you're loved by me and you know that I love you, I want you to love other people too. That's why he says, love me and then go love other people. And we love other people so they can know Jesus, so they can be saved, so that when Jesus returns, that they can be with him forever in that heaven. Christmas is all about love. Yeah, we like gifts, right? Spiced apple cider is awesome. Hot chocolate with more marshmallows than you can fit in your pockets is fantastic. But Christmas is mainly all about love. Starting with God's love for us and then our love for him. And then we go and we love other people around us. Our moms, our dads, our, our, our brothers and sisters, our friends. Christmas is the good news that Jesus came for us. And so when the angels announced his birth that night to the shepherds, he said, I bring, you, 
I bring you amazing news, great news of, of, of amazing joy. So go celebrate this Jesus that we're remembering today. And so what we're going to do in just a moment, I'm going to ask Pastor Jeremy to come up here. And he is going to help us uh, move into a time of taking communion together. Because Christmas is what kick-started Easter. Jesus came and he, he was born here, but he was born here so that he could show us the way to live and then later on die in our place so that we can live with him forever. So Christmas really pushes us forward to Easter. So what I'm gonna ask y'all to do right now, kiddos, is uh, wherever y'all came from uh, out there, uh, wherever your parents are, if you can go sit with them and then your parents and you or your grandparents, whoever you're here with, they're gonna, uh, y'all gonna all take communion together. So I'm gonna ask Pastor Jeremy to come on up here. And as y'all go back to your chairs, Pastor Jeremy will come up and he's gonna lead us in communion. And then we're all gonna take communion and remember what Jesus did for us by coming for us, and, uh, and then we're going to continue worshiping him. So, Pastor Jeremy, I will turn it over to you, and uh, you don't have to sit here if you don't want to, but you can, because you look like you should I, sit there in that chair, or that jacket. Let me try. It's like, oh, this looks like, weird. Wow, looks amazing. It's good for broken Thanks, biceps. Pastor. Hey, we're going to read this passage out of Isaiah, and there's stations, there's three up front and there's, there's, there's two in the back where you can go and grab your communion today. I'm gonna read this scripture and then we're gonna, we're gonna step into a time of communion and we're gonna have some more worship and uh, we're just gonna gather together as families and have communion together today. But Isaiah 53, uh, verses two through six, he grew up in God's presence like a young tree, like a root out of dry ground. He had no majesty or good looks, that would make us notice him. He had nothing in his appearance that would, that would draw us to him. He was despised and rejected by people. He was a man who went through many difficult times. Familiar with suffering, he was despised like someone people turned their faces from. And we didn't consider him to be worth anything. He took upon himself our suffering and carried our brokenness. Aren't you thankful for that today? He went through, but, he, but we thought that God had wounded him, beat him, and punished him. He was wounded for our rebellious acts. He was crushed for our sins. He was punished so that we could have peace, and we received healing from his wounds. We have all strayed like sheep, each one of us, and has turned to go his own way. And the Lord has laid all of our sins on himself. Aren't you thankful for that today? And that's what communion is. It's a, it's a picture of Jesus' body broken for you. It's his blood poured out on a cross for you and for each and every person that has ever stepped and walked on the face of this planet. Salvation is for them. So as we celebrate and we take communion together today, again, we've got stations here and two at the back. I want to encourage you as we worship, be thankful. Take those moments together. Celebrate what God has done, that body broken for you, that blood poured out for you so that you could be completely and totally free. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to worship you today. Thank you for this time to gather as we celebrate throughout the rest of this day and the weeks to come, God, leading into Easter, may we remember you. May we love you. May we walk in 
forgiveness and love and patience and kindness and gentleness towards all those around us that we would make you look good in all the things that we do. So God, we celebrate you in this communion today as we worship you in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening. For more sermons and full service replays, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. God bless and have a great week.